Please join me in the reading of the scriptures. Our scripture reading for today is found in Mark chapter 1 verse 14 to 20. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee and told the good news that comes from God. He said, The time has come. God's kingdom will soon be here. Turn back to God and believe the good news. As Jesus was walking along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. They were fishermen and were casting their nets into the lake. Jesus said to them, Come with me. I will teach you how to bring in people instead of fish. Right then the two brothers dropped their nets and went with them. Jesus walked on and soon saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in a boat mending their nets. At once Jesus asked them to come with him. They left their father in the boat with the hired workers and went with them. Welcome to our Reflection on Sunday for January 26. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and it is always a blessing to sit with you and to have these conversations uh, reflecting on what we talked about on the previous Sunday. Uh, today, I, I would like to really uh, go back over uh what we reviewed with this scripture from uh, the Gospel of Mark and and to talk about what it means to be prepared for task, including tasks that we may not be aware that exist for us, that we may not be aware will be in our future. And I definitely see that in this account as, as we look at this account of Christ talking to the fishermen and they putting their nets down immediately to, to follow Christ. I, I had a really cool conversation with a friend last week, and it helped me open my eyes a little bit to how uh, God has been preparing me for our current situation as a socially distanced church within the time of a worldwide pandemic. I, I shared with my friend because of a, a history that I have had with recording uh, different podcasts, because of histories that I've had with recording different sorts of things for YouTube-based videos. I, I shared with my friend, I, I immediately found myself prepared for this situation because there was a moment in my life I began to pray over a question, and I, I didn't know why I was praying over it, but I was praying over an idea of a buildingless church. Now, if we look at our gospel call, we should exist in a buildingless church. We should be people that are more focused on going out. We should be people who are more focused on going and being in places and being caregivers in very specific places of need. If we look at our Wesleyan history through the actions of John Wesley, John Wesley stepped outside of the cathedrals of the Church of England to go to places to share the gospel message in places of need. And 
he did it so much to the extent that, you know, John Wesley actually had to combat challenges from the Church of England itself because there was other leadership. There were people in the hierarchy of the Church of England that felt the gospel message was something so sacred and so profound that it needed to be cared for within the cathedrals. And you see John Wesley realizing that this necessity of going out and going to the people and sharing with people where they are, this message of Jesus Christ, and he proclaims it so beautifully in a phrase that I have been praying over since last March 15th, the world is our parish. The world is our parish. Looking at unknown preparation, especially looking at unknown preparation within the existence of my own life, years upon years ago, 10 years ago, almost 11 I started recording podcasts, and now I use words, and they, they taught me in, in homiletics that you use a phrase that you think everyone knows, and you immediately are only talking to yourself. So I'm going to explain to you what a podcast is, and if you already know and say, well, duh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> but a podcast is like an internet radio show. It's very topic-driven. And, and it's a real easy way to hear and learn about things that you want to learn about. I listen to many popular culture podcasts. There's, there's one, uh, there's a couple of faith-based podcasts that I truly enjoy. One is the Think Christian podcast. And one of the really cool things in this for me is it's a collection of pastors who sit around and actually talk about pop cultural topics and combine within those topics uh, this uh, reality that Jesus Christ exists everywhere. Their, their actual motto is there's no such thing as secular, that God can exist everywhere, especially within movies and music and, and television and so forth. There's always a place to have the gospel message, the world is my parish. And the other podcast that I'm really uh, enjoying, it's it's done by a gentleman, uh, uh, Scott Sampson, who uh, is also known to another world that I enjoy as Nikita Koloff. And Nikita Koloff had found the, uh, the place of Jesus Christ in his life and was completely transformed by the salvation of Jesus Christ. And he does this man up podcast and it's it's the responsibilities of of finding God's reality in our lives and and dealing with situations uh, as faith leaders and I I really I've I've enjoyed the man up uh, podcast it's it's a little bit more conservative than than my uh, lifestyle my my uh, uh, faith movement, but I still, I find great challenge and great growth from it. Uh, so a couple of podcasts that, that I enjoy, but podcasts are internet radio shows. And over the years, I have done one uh, using uh, faith imagery uh, for popular culture. And 
believe me, think Christian does it 1,000 times better than I ever will. And also using imagery from other fake sports that I enjoy. And Nikita Koloff does that far better than I ever will. But podcasts are definitely ways that you can find your topic and your places of conversation and really uh, uh, dissect them and get knowledge from them. And through doing that, I... I, I kind of had this idea of the world is my parish mindset. And uh, years upon years, 10, 11 years ago, when I started doing this, sometimes alone as a single voice and sometimes along with my eldest daughter having interactive multi-generational conversations together, I started to develop this idea of what it means to be a buildingless church. And that's where I find myself right now. I find myself in the necessity of being a buildingless church. Now, we are doing things. We are having our gatherings here in the parking lot. We have open doors that we are beginning to use this worship space again. But within my life, within this current challenge, I realized for 10, 11 years God has been gifting me with the tools that I am dependent on in this moment. I am dependent on in this moment. A history of recording internet radio shows, a history of working on YouTube videos, and, and a history of beginning to pray, what, what would this mean if it was done intentionally? And now, because of a global pandemic, I find myself doing it intentionally. That's the blessing. And that's my personal account and my personal narrative of being prepared for something, God preparing me for something, and I really had no idea of what it would be. Now, let's tie this into the conversation of the fishermen in this uh, writing in Mark, and also, as I shared on Sunday, uh, the writings of Matthew, as Christ goes and begins to say, follow me, I will make you fishers of people. Now, let's look at this in a different way, because I shared this on Sunday, but I want to share it again. And today, using my own narrative, a part of it, I feel these Fishers were not people who just jumped out and tried something brand new. I also feel that these individuals were people who were being prepared for an extended period of time to do this. I feel that there are so many aspects of not just the individuals and their individualized personalities, but I truly feel that there are aspects of being a fisher that prepared them to be interactive in this gospel message that Jesus Christ is calling them to be a part of. I, I feel it's laid out in Christ's language and his calling them to be a part of this. I will make you fishers of people. He doesn't say, I'm going to make you a new person and give you a new job and give you a new job title, and now you have to go through all of this new extensive training to do this new path. Jesus Christ literally uses the phrase, I will make you fishers of people. And for me, in my biblical interpretation, 
I uh, transformed that in my mind in the Drew Davis standard version. I'm going to take what you've been doing, and now you're going to do it in a different way and impact more souls. Let's look at the responsibilities of a fisherman. And look at the responsibilities of what a fisherman uh, has to do. It's their focus. It's their care situation. It's the thing that they have to do to go out and be caregivers for the greater world. A fisherman's responsibility is to go out and collect what the people need to have to survive. A fisherman is the food getter. They're the hunter. They're the food collector. They go out, they fish, they they throw out their nets, they pull it in, and they take back to the community what they need for their physical nourishment. Let's break that down into the spiritual because Jesus Christ is taking the physical and transitioning it to the spiritual. If they already know, if they already comprehend from years upon years of physical practice what it means to carry to people what they need to have for physical survival. They can take those same practices and that same mindset and shift it into what it means to take what they need to have, what they have to have to find spiritual care and spiritual comfort and spiritual help and spiritual hope. These people are used to going to places, going to the places to collect, to find, to scavenge, to hunt for what people need. And they understand what it means to have that interpersonal relationship of hand delivering this need to them and having a physical interaction with those people as they provide to them what they need to keep going. They understand the interaction. They understand what it means to be caregivers. And a part of that caregiving is the interpersonal relationship of going to a person, being in the presence of that person, having the conversations with that person so that they can care for them and provide for them. There's another thing that exists in this is the fishermen understand it's a task that they can't do alone. They understand it takes a collection of individuals to truly meet all of the needs of the people they are serving. They were there collectively fishing. Jesus Christ didn't go from river to sea to port and get people in different spots. He, he, he goes as a centralized location and talks to a large mass of people that are there. And the reason that they're there, they are already working together to accomplish a greater path. They are already working together, interacting together, using their gifts and their skills together to care for the greater needs. 
with them already having that in place and already having that in mind, they are the ones who are going out. They understand what it means to not do this alone. They are not lone rangers. And they are the ones who work together, pray together, serve together to take as much back to everyone that's in need so that they can touch as many people as possible. Now, I just caught myself. I use the phrase a lone ranger. And to, to support the fact that I'm trying to share with you, I also commonly point out that the lone ranger didn't work alone. It was his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, that uh, helped him uh, on his task. So even the Lone Ranger is an image of what I'm trying to share with you right now of understanding that we have to work together as a greater community so that we can help as many people as possible. There's a third thing that they already know because of what they've already been doing. And they know that as they take the things to people that they need, they need to give it to them in such a way that those people share in the needs of others as well. They take the fish. They take enough fish for the family. But they would have also included these families in the delivery system because they needed to get it out quick. They needed to get this stuff out quick. They didn't have refrigeration. They didn't have freezers. They needed to get this fresh fish to as many people as quickly as possible. So it would not have just been them going from home to home to deliver the fish. They would have had to equip the people that they gave portions of this bounty to and equip them to take it to the next people so that it could get there and not spoil and be able to be used for the nourishment of the greater community. So they already also understand what it means to not just be the deliverers of a message, but they already understand what it means to equip another person to deliver that message as well. All the very unique ways that these fishermen were being prepared to become the fishers of people, the deliverers of the message of spiritual salvation and the message of transformation, enabling, empowering people to have a voice in the message and the movement and to pass that message of care on to who's next. I want us to look at that in our own lives. I've shared with you my narrative. I shared with you how something that once upon a time was my hobby is now a necessity within my caregiving as a shepherd of North Coast United Methodist Church in Oceanside, California. I also share with you this path that the fishers took, equipped, trained, cared for a very specific task, but taking all of those tools into this new movement of being representatives of the new way. I just want you to look for that in your life. I want you to look at your wonderful hobbies. I want you to look at your 
wonderful experiences. I want you to look at the things that inspire you and be aware that these things may become tools of faith. I'll share with you a few examples of tools of faith that have also developed from hobbies. My previous appointment at Hope United Methodist Church in Rancho Bernardo, California, there at that facility exists what became the first chapter of Prayers and Squares. And it's a worldwide uh, uh, practice now of, of individuals who get together with the ability to make quilts. And they make quilts to go out and be uh, gifts of prayer reminders for people in very unique places. And that happened years upon years ago when a collection of dear ladies got together to share a hobby that became a ministry. Let's look at the, the Shaw ministry here at North Coast United Methodist Church. Years ago, dear friends came together to make Shaw's, to, to have an excuse to be together and to have conversations, whether it be spiritual conversations or conversations of personal edification. But they still came together, and the creation of these dear Shaw's became a ministry to care for the greater community. Let's look at this beautiful prayer garden that we have here at North Coast United Methodist Church. And the, the, habit, the, the hobby of one person wanting to, to have this place to go out to, to plant flowers, to plant vegetables, to just have a place to have their hands in the soil of creation and to help grow crops and to grow uh, beautiful things uh, has now become a ministry to our place here in Oceanside. A very beautiful place to look over and see the plants and the flowers and and some very wonderful uh, vegetables have come out of this garden reaching the needs of Oceanside. And all of these things have become ministries after people have taken things that God has enriched their lives with and has allowed them to grow and to flourish to become what's next. There are so many ways. There are so many ways that we are being prepared and we don't even know it. It just takes the willingness to say, this excites me. How can it excite someone else? Let's pray over that question. That's the prayer question today. I'm not going to even try to break it into three questions. One question. If you have something that excites you, that motivates you, that inspires you, how can you use it to touch the life of someone else? Thank you for joining with me today. That is our, our reflection on Sunday for January 26th. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button.
Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.